A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, B. Are you ready to have a great episode today? Oh, you bet, Elliot. But it's not just a great episode. It's the greatest episode because we're talking about not one, but two greats. Yep. Greek conqueror Alexander the Great and Russian Empress Catherine the Great. You know, it's kind of funny to have two subjects with the same last name. B, what are you talking about? They both have the same last name. Great. You think they were related? Or, oh, maybe they were married. True love on the Who Was podcast. No, B, Alexander the Great and Catherine the Great lived nearly 2,000 years apart from each other. Whoa, talk about a long-distance relationship. But hey, if the love is there, you can make it work. No, Great wasn't their last name. It's a title they were given for being larger-than-life rulers who made history in their lifetimes. Oh, (laughs) okay, now I get it. Sorry for the mix-up. Thank you. But still, Alexander the Great and Catherine the Great, how bonkers is it that they both have the same middle name, the? And it's such a weird middle name. I mean, what are the odds? Ah! (laughs) Hey, Eric, can you play the theme song before that angry vein in Elliot's forehead explodes? Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on. Get some energy and buckle up your brain Cause it's time to play It's the Who Was Podcast Cause it's time to play the Who Was Podcast Live from Tongvaland, or so-called SoCal, Los Angeles Welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory I'm your announcer, B, and my name is an acronym for Best Ever Announcer And here's your host, owner of the world's largest collection of air in jars, it's Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. It also doubles as the largest collection of jars. And welcome, everyone, to the Who Was podcast. This show is like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and a robot baby who tells us the weather. Go, go, got, got. It is 68 degrees with a 30% chance of raining melted nacho cheese, 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 cheese breaking. Yes, I knew I was right to leave out those buckets. I think we need to call the baby weather robot repair guy. Anyway, our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes. Prizes, prizes, prizes. Today, we're talking about Alexander the Great and Catherine the Great, two historical figures who were definitely not great when it came to modesty. 
But before we learn about them, let's learn about our contestants. Okay, first up we have Aaron. Aaron, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I have two dogs. They're named Cinnamon and Fastin. Cinnamon is gigantic, and Fastin is just normal. Now, are you a big fan of cinnamon? Is it one of your top spices? <laughs> yeah, our family, when it says put four teaspoons of cinnamon, we're like, we, we just pour it out until it's, until we think that it's enough, which is after a very long time. <laughs> Have you ever made the mistake while cooking where it says pour in cinnamon and you've taken the dog cinnamon and put it into the food? Nope, but we do make jokes about that. Okay, oh. good, well, good. Nice. All right. Thank you, Aaron. And with us today, we also have Grace. Grace, please introduce yourself. I'm Grace, and I'm the oldest of four. <gasps> you're the oldest of four. Oh my goodness. Uh, your other. How old are your other siblings? Eight, six, and three. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now, are you closer with one of them? Like more close than with the other ones? What if who who would you team up with if it was a if it was a sibling competition? Who would you team up with? Probably the youngest, since he's the only one who doesn't know how to kick me. <laughs> That's good strategy. That's very good strategy. Uh, have you ever thought about with four kids in one family? Have you ever thought about starting a band? No. Think about it. It's a great number of, and also you can stand on the stage next to the youngest since they won't kick you while they're playing. <laughs> very important thing in a band not to get kicked. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. It's great to have you here on the show. Okay, that's who is. Now let's find out who was Alexander the Great with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Alexander was born in 356 BC and died in 323 BC. Because it's BC, the numbers go down instead of up. Alexander the Great became king of Macedonia when he was only 20 years old. He went on to become one of the world's top five conquerors, taking over Egypt, Persia, and Afghanistan, all before he turned 30. Alexander solved the famous riddle of the Gordian Knot, a knot that was said to be impossible to untie, and he solved it by chopping it in half with his sword. Four fast facts. That sounds like a lot of uh, accomplishments before you're 30. So, Aaron and Grace, we have to ask you, do you think being 30 years old is old? No, not really. My dad's 53. What a relief. What a relief that you both said no, because I thought that you were going to say, yes, that's extremely old. And then I was going to have to say, but I'm more than 30 years old. And then you and I'm not old. And you would say, yes, you are old. Very, very old. And I would be like, I don't think I'm old. And you would both be like, but you are old. Very, very old. Well, my dad's 53 and he doesn't look old at all. So. Oh, what's his secret? Lots of uh, eating lots of cinnamon? No idea. Mm. We're, we're old. Also garlic fan. So what you're telling me is there's a vampire free zone for like a mile around your house because the garlic is just so strong. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah, Grace, what's your feeling on what's your feelings on garlic? And then I have a follow-up about cinnamon. Don't like garlic unless it's on garlic bread. Okay. Garlic bread is delicious. And what about cinnamon? Do you like that on things? Yeah. My family isn't a big fan of cinnamon, but we like it. And my littlest brother is puts it on literally everything. You know what? My little brother does the same exact thing. He puts cinnamon on everything too. And he's a grown man. He's older than thirty which doesn't make him old, although I was That's worried right. that it did. Yeah. That's right. Here's a hot tip. 
put some cinnamon in your chili. All right. Now we've got to get moving on <laughs> to our next game. We don't have any more questions about chili, but we do have a game. And this game is called By Any Other Name. In this game, we will talk about a part of Alexander the Great's life, but using an odd rhyming word or phrase instead of the exact one we're looking for. And then you should tell us the real word that rhymes with the nonsense word. So, for example, if the answer was Tyrannosaurus Rex, we would say something funny that rhymes with it like Banana Forest Chex, which is a flavor of Chex cereal I tasted in a dream. It was okay. Too much forest, not enough banana. And because this is our first game, each question is worth one point. Aaron, you are up first. Alexander's first conquest came as a teenager when he tamed a seemingly untamable horse after realizing the horse was afraid of its own maddow. Shadow. That's right, the answer is shadow. Alexander smartly observed that the horse named Bucephalus, which means ox head in Greek, would go wild when it saw its own shadow and wouldn't let anyone ride him. By calmly turning the horse toward the sun so that he couldn't see his shadow behind him, Alexander was able to keep Bucephalus peaceful. Bucephalus would go on to be Alexander's horse for years and through many battles. But as the story of the shadow shows, some battles are best won with thinking rather than fighting. Okay, Grace, the next rhyme is for you. Alexander was the son of King Philip of Macedonia, but ever since he was a baby, it was rumored he was actually the son of the Greek god, Goose. Zeus. That's right, it was the Greek god Zeus. It had long been suspected that Alexander was actually the son of Zeus, king of the Greek gods. And during his conquest of Egypt, Alexander visited the temple of Ammon and asked the Egyptian gods who his real father was. Nobody knows what he was told. But from then on, Alexander called himself the son of Zeus. Now, of course, fact check, it's not really possible because Zeus isn't real. Uh, I hope. Zeus, if you're real, please don't hit me with a lightning bolt. And if you do, make sure I'm not in the room. I always believed in you, Zeus. Not like doubting Elliot over here. Thanks for your support, V. Uh, why don't you just tell Aaron the next rhyme, please? All right, Aaron. Alexander was as dedicated to learning as he was to conquering the entire known world. In fact, when he founded the city of Alexandria, he built the first chai-berry. Library. That's right, it was the first library. When Alexander added Pharaoh of Egypt to his list of jobs, he built a new capital city, Alexandria, because he loved naming things after himself. Alexandria was famous for its library, which held a copy of every book ever written in Greek. The Library of Alexandria stood for nearly a thousand years until it was destroyed in the year 640 AD. Luckily, your local library is still around and probably full of great Who Was books. And this final rhyme is for Grace. Alexander's loyal soldiers followed him for years, but they started getting mad when he invaded India and made them march through a bassoon. Bassoon, I guess. No, not, not what we're looking for, but, but somewhat close. I'm sorry, the answer was monsoon, a heavy rain that lasts for months. Alexander made his soldiers march through nonstop rain and mud for 70 days. For 70 days, their clothes were never dry. Yeesh, I know what that's like. No fun. Well, I told you, B, stop going to the water park in your regular clothes. I like wet denim. In the end, Alexander's men refused to keep marching and forced Alexander to turn back home, though he did make them take the long route and keep conquering along the way. In the end, Alexander died before returning to Macedonia. But now it's time to return to the show, because that's the end of By Any Other Name. By any other name, by any other name, by any other name. 
Okay, that was a great round, contestants. Yeah, Alexander may be great, but so are your memories. And now let's go to our own library of Who Was Andrea, producer Jane with the scores. Thank you, Elliot. The scores are currently RN2, Grace 1. Thank you, Jane. A very, very close game, still anyone's game. And we'll get right back to it after this short break. Eric, please play us some Marching Through a Monsoon music, if you would, please. John Phillips storms a... When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second-grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Who Was Podcast. Today we're learning all about Alexander the Great and Catherine the Great. And now, back to your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank you, B. Our scores are currently RN two points and Grace one point. These are fierce competitors, almost as fierce as Alexander and Catherine the Great. So let's get right to it by finding out more about Catherine the Great with four fast facts. Four fast facts. Catherine the Great lived from 1729 to 1796. She ruled Russia as empress for 34 years. Catherine the Great wasn't actually Russian, but was originally from Prussia, which is now called Germany. She was the first Russian ruler to let Russians vote for their own representatives in the government. Four fast facts. And now let's get Russian to our next game. Thank you. Thank you. I'm bowing to the applause, I assume, is coming from the audience at home. It's something we call Backpack from the Past. Backpack from the Past, baby. 
Okay, right here, I have Catherine the Great's actual backpack, which I found on a bus, and which contains some of her personal objects. B and I are going to describe those objects for our contestants and the listeners at home. Contestants, you choose the choice that best describes the object and what it meant to Catherine. And since this is our second game, each question is worth two points. Grace, you're up first. All right, let's see what our first object is. Okay, it's a thick woolen nightgown. Why would this be in Catherine's backpack? Is it A, because as a girl, she used to walk the halls of the palace at night in her nightgown studying the Russian language? Or B, because as empress, she was famous for her slumber parties where she and other crowned heads of Europe would stay up all night eating snacks? A. That's right, the answer is A. As a teenager, Catherine was sent to Russia to become the wife of the future Emperor Peter III. But she didn't know how to speak Russian, so she would walk the freezing halls of the palace in her nightgown studying the language. In fact, she got so cold that she came down with pneumonia. The idea that this German girl wanted to be Russian so badly that she would risk serious illness endeared Catherine to the Russian people. And now this next object is for Aaron. All right. It's a toy soldier. Oh, it's a cute little guy with his uniform and his mustache. Why would Catherine have this in her backpack? Was it because A, Catherine blew off the steam of being a ruler by making wooden toys in her spare time? Or because B, her husband, Emperor Peter III, wouldn't stop playing with his toy soldiers? B. That's right, the answer is B. Even as a grown-up, Peter was obsessed with his toy soldiers and would spend all night playing through elaborate pretend battles while Catherine sat around bored. Oof, what a drip. No wonder Catherine took his throne and put him in jail. Well, also he was giving military secrets to Prussia, a country Russia was at war with. Catherine was a Prussian who loved Russia, and Peter was a Russian who loved Prussia. Oof, I guess opposites don't attract. Okay, this next object is for Grace. Whoa, oh, this one's a little big. Oh, and slippery. Oh, it's an entire raw turkey. Ugh, now I have to go wash my hands. But before I do, why would there be a turkey in this backpack? Was it because A, Catherine started celebrating Thanksgiving in Russia, or B, because she sent her troops to fight a war with Turkey? A. I'm sorry, the answer is B. Catherine the Great wanted to fight a war with Turkey so that she could take some of its land around the Black Sea. Back before airplanes, everything that was sent from one country to another had to go by ship, and Russia's ports would freeze during the winter so they couldn't be used. But the Black Sea was warm enough that it could be used year-round. Russia won that war and conquered an area known as Crimea, which they eventually lost in the Crimean War of the 1850s, and then Russia invaded it again in 2014. It's very complicated. Look, the important thing is that Turkey is both a country and a delicious bird. And our last object of the game is for Aaron. Ooh. Oh, oh, it's hot, hot. Oh, it's a lit candle. Oh, why am I holding this by the flame? And why would Catherine have a burning light in her backpack? Was it because A, she loved the liberal philosophies of the Enlightenment as represented by a candle, or B, she was secretly afraid of the dark? A. That's right, the answer is A. Catherine was fascinated by the new ideas of the Age of Enlightenment, which celebrated science, human equality, and liberty. In addition to introducing regional elections to send representatives to see her, she also established a famous school for girls, encouraged Russian doctors to study the latest breakthroughs, and built the Hermitage, the second largest art museum in the world. Of course, she was still an empress who sent her armies to take over parts of other countries, so she was only slightly enlightened. 
Yeah, she wasn't exactly woke, more like half awake but drowsy. And now it's time for us to wake up from that game. Backpack from the past, baby. Okay, nice work, everybody. Now let's walk down a cold hallway in our nightgowns to producer Jane with the scores. Elliot, please get dressed. Ah, uh, the score is currently six for Aaron and three for Grace. Thanks, Jane. And now it's time for my new segment, Be Like Me, where I get the lifestyle secrets of our historical stars so I can be more like them. I don't remember talking about this segment, B. That's because I mentioned it when you were asleep. Eric, roll that Be Like Me theme song. Be like me. Hello, and welcome to Be Like Me. We've got a very special guest today, live in the studio, Catherine the Great. Thank you for inviting me onto the show, B. And thanks to the Hovas app for getting me here. Who was that? You want to reach someone in the past? B, how long is this segment? We've already heard two different songs. Okay, that was the last one. Calm down. Today, Catherine the Great will be telling us all about what it's like to be great. So, Catherine, is there like a great club where everyone called great hangs out? That's ridiculous, B. There's no way that there's some kind yep. of... B is exactly right. I am in the Great Club. It is me, Alexander the Great, Frederick the Great, Cyrus the Great, Charlemagne, whose name means Charles the Great, the Great One, Wayne Gretzky, and a magician, the Great Spaldini. So Wayne Gretzky and a magician are in a club with Charlemagne? They're all called Great, aren't they? Anyway... Twice a year, we go to the Great Lakes and read the Great Gatesby and eat grapefruit because it sort of sounds like grapefruit. It's a great club, of course. Wow. Did you always know you were great? Of course, Niet. When I was young, my name wasn't even Catherine yet. I was just little, salty Frederica Augusta von Unholtzerbst, the daughter of a minor prince. I was always overshadowed by my mother, Princess Johanna Elizabeth Holstein Gottorp. I can't believe these are real names. I know, right? Nobody knows how to do a name anymore. Everyone was disappointed that I wasn't a boy. Nobody paid attention to me after my brother was born. Though the joke's on him, he totally died young of scarlet fever. <laughs> Whoa, Catherine, that was very insensitive. Oh, please. I'm all about enlightenment values, but you've got to be pretty ruthless if you're going to overthrow your husband, take his throne, and conquer your neighbor. So, ruthlessness. Okay, that's part of being great? I don't know. Greatness doesn't sound very nice. Greatness is different than niceness. It's about being a big, powerful, important person. But not necessarily a good person. Many people were hurt under my rule. And the same with Alexander. I attacked Turkey and Poland. He burned down the city of Persepolis. 
Brightness and goodness are not the same thing. Oh, you sound kind of down, Catherine. Well, it's just that it's so much pressure to be great all the time. You can never be gentle or silly or relaxed or nice. I mean, you hurt a lot of people. Sometimes I wish I didn't turn out to be great. Oh, why don't you just ask people to stop calling you Catherine the Great? Because it's a lot easier to say than Sophie Frederica Augusta von Unholt Zerbs. <laughs> then, Elliot and B, this has been... Great? great? <laughs> I was going to say mildly amusing, but okay. Now I must go. Spasiba to you both and to the Who Was It. Who was that? You know, being great sounds kind of mean. Maybe I don't want to be great. Whoa. If I'm called Be the Great, it sounds more like I'm encouraging people to be great rather than letting them know that I'm great. Oh, B, don't worry. You are never going to be great. Aw, thanks, Elliot. Now, before B realizes that wasn't a compliment, I want to say thank you to Catherine the Great for reminding us that greatness isn't always that great. But I'll tell you what will be great, our final game, right after this short break. Eric, please play us some Sophie Frederica August von Holden, so, Anhalt, Sir, uh, Catherine the Great music. Eric, please play us some Catherine the Great music, please. Pretty good. <laughs> Parents? If you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations... Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Salut, who was ours? C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes, or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast, where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. <clears throat> this is from Shake and Bake, and it reads, Loved this. Me and my little sister love this show. More please, our fave is Harriet Tobin. If you want to hear your review read on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the Ooas podcast in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say, à bientôt. When the clock is started. We're back on the Who Was Podcast. When we last left off, Arn had six points and Grace had three points. Now back to your host, Elliot Kalen. Thank you, B. We've had a great time in this great show about greats, and now it's a great time for our great last great game, Converge of Greatness.
and this time it's literal. In this multiple choice game, we'll explore how our two greats connect, overlap, or converge. And because we're in the third round, each question is worth three points. Ready? The first question goes to RNB. Take it away. Both Catherine and Alexander were rulers deeply interested in philosophy. Catherine kept current on the latest French thinking, and it was actually the philosopher Denis Diderot who first called her the Great. When Alexander was a boy, he was tutored by which legendary Greek philosopher? Was it A, Aristotle, B, Plato, or C, Clado? Aristotle? You got it right. The answer is A, Aristotle. Say it with confidence. Yeah. At the time, Aristotle was considered to be the wisest man in Greece, and his writings are still studied today. Aristotle taught Alexander, in exchange for Alexander's dad, Philip, rebuilding Aristotle's hometown, which Philip had destroyed. Kids, don't get the wrong idea. Destroying someone's hometown is not an acceptable way to offer them a job. And our next question is for Grace. Alexander's troops got mad because they never returned home from his campaign of conquest. But maybe it's better that they didn't go back to Macedonia. When Catherine the Great's troops returned from the war with Turkey, what did they bring back with them? A, blisters, B, the bubonic plague, or C, seven years bad luck? The bubonic plague. You're exactly right. The answer is B, the bubonic plague, or as it's also known, just the plague. That's how bad it is. The plague ended up killing many more of Catherine's people than the war did. People were so frightened that Catherine almost lost control of Moscow until she imposed a strict quarantine. So remember, kids, war, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing, unless you're a plague germ, in which case war is great for you. And the next question is for Aaron. Russia was low on money when Catherine took over, so she showed solidarity by refusing to take a salary as empress. Similarly, when Alexander led his men on a deadly march through an enormous desert, how did he show solidarity with them? Did he A, refuse to drink water until there was enough for everyone, B, throw away his shoes because some of his soldiers had lost theirs, or C, eat only onions, no matter how bad it made his breath smell? A. That's right, the answer is A. After days of grueling marching under the hot sun, a soldier brought Alexander a helmet full of water, the only water they could find, meaning nobody would drink except Alexander. Rather than take a sip while his men went thirsty, Alexander poured the water on the ground in solidarity. His men cheered and kept marching. It took two months, but they eventually reached the end of the desert and threw a huge party where everyone got married. Aw, sweet. Hmm, okay. Our final question is for Grace. Even though people called Alexander and Catherine great, neither had long-lasting legacies. After his death, Alexander's empire split into three different kingdoms. After Catherine's death, her son Paul passed a law that said what? A, Russians can no longer marry Prussians. B, Enlightenment philosophers are not allowed in Russia. Or C, that no woman could ever rule Russia again. C? That's right, the answer is C. Emperor Paul passed a law that said the Russian throne could only be passed on to an emperor's eldest son. This meant a woman could never be empress again. Russia no longer has an emperor today, but Catherine is still the last woman to have ever, ever been its leader. In a way, it shows how powerful she was that her son felt like he needed to pass a law to never let it happen again. And that's the end of Converge of Greatness.
That great music means it's the end of the great game, which means it's almost the end of this great show. We'll wait for Jane the Great to tally the points. I'd love to hear from our great contestants. What is something you were surprised to learn about Alexander the Great and Catherine the Great? Grace, what surprised you? I don't know, the pneumonia thing? I guess the real lesson here is socks. You gotta wear socks, people. You gotta wear socks, yeah. Gotta wear socks. And Aaron, what surprised you about Alexander the Great or Catherine the Great? Alexander, I was surprised that when I read it, Alexander the Great survived the arrow that hit him. Yeah, do, do you remember that story? He, Alexander the Great was in so much fighting. At one point, he got hit with an arrow, but he lived. There was all sorts of swords flying all over the place. A very dangerous life. And also, again, I gotta say, socks. If you're gonna be, if arrows are gonna be flying around, you wanna have socks on your feet so you can kind of slip and slide around, and also so you can keep warm. Always a good idea. It's never a bad idea to wear socks. Thank you, both of you, for that very honest answer. Now, for the great moment of this show, Jane the Great, please announce our great winner. Well, Grace was way behind, but she made a great effort at the end. However, Aaron went ahead with 12 points to Grace's nine. Aaron is our winner. Nice job. You both did great. We hope you had fun. It was an exciting game. Aaron, as our winner, you will have 10 great seconds for shout-outs. Who do you think is great? Who helped you win today? Who do you want to thank? Um, my parents who signed me and who listened told me about it. And my friends who are my friends. And, of course, you guys for be- for just... You, you literally made it happen. Thank you thank so you. much. I don't think anyone has ever given us a shout-out after they win. That is That was very sweet of you. That was great. Oh. And while our contestants enjoy their cinnamon and garlic, I'm going to give my own shout-out. So I'm going to say our winner in their library of choice. We're receiving a selection of Who Was Books, and I'm going to shout-out to intern Zach, to Jane, Eric, to Natalie Walker for being our Catherine the Great, and to be and a big thank you to both of our contestants for playing a great game today. And, of course, the greatest of thank yous to the greatest of all, you, the listener, listening to this show. Thank you for doing so. Next week, join us again. We'll find out about two more amazing people from the past. Until then, this is Elliot, afraid of his own shadow, Kalen, saying we're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures, or do you want to be a contestant? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It or you might just end up on the show. The Who Was Podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop and is based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. It was hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as B. This episode also starred Jane Baker as Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Natalie Walker as Catherine the Great. Our executive producers are Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. Our executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita, and our executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. This episode was written by Megan O'Neill, Elliot Kalin, and Devin Coleman. It was produced by Bernie Kaminsky and Taylor Kowalski. Our talent producer is Jane Baker. Our theme song and the music are composed and performed by Eric Shackney. This episode was edited and mixed by Bree Matan and Kate Moldenhauer. It's recorded by Allison Wirth. And special thanks are due to Zach Timpson, Charlotte Deanda, Daniel Goodman, and Michael Lewis Howard. The Who Was podcast was recorded at the iHeart Studios in Los Angeles, California. Sound services were provided by Great City Post. It's the Who Was podcast because it's time to play the Who Was podcast. Who was?